The ground of the practice, Dhamma practice, is embodied awareness, vicha. This is the zero point of of the practice, the ground. Embodying that awake, aware, knowing of the heart that knows sound, feeling, moods, colors and forms, memories, intentions, ideas, our name, our story, our place in the world as an idea, as a set of conventions. That embodied knowing, that vicha, it knows the qualities of the person, knows the world, arising, taking shape, dissolving. Lokavitu, knowing the world. Even though this quality of awareness is the very center of our experience, the, the very means of knowing where this life is felt, known. It's not a personal quality. It's like light or gravity, oxygen. The four elements are not personal. They're felt, they're known here. But they're not a person. They don't belong to a person. This is the essence of the insight, the investigation of anatta, not self. Not as an idea to believe in, as a religious principle to hang on to, but a tool to investigate with those feelings of, I am, I do. This is me. I am the owner. This is mine. It's a tool to investigate those deeply rooted, very profoundly conditioned habits of attitude, identification, attachment. So embodied knowing, vicha, this is the, the ground, the zero point of our practice, the basis. And from that basis, then, the person is, is watched, is known. The personal arises, takes shape, dissolves. The sensations in my body, I am hearing, I think, I remember, I like, I don't like. I am, I am sleepy, I'm interested, I'm uncertain. All those I am's, ahankara, mamankara, the I-making and mind-making, they're known by that quality of vicha. That which knows the person isn't a person. It's not personal. A natural quality. 
the most fundamental attribute of the heart. You can say the Buddha arises from the Dhamma, or the primary activity of the Dhamma, how it is embodied and manifests is as the Buddha. That Dhamma which is our own nature, its activity is to know, primary, primordial activity of the Dhamma, which is the very nature of this being, is to know, to be aware. The Buddha arises from the Dhamma. The challenge for all of us is to disentangle that awareness, that knowing, from this body, these feelings, what these eyes see, what these nerves feel, what these ears hear, what the tongue tastes and the nose smells. These memories, these unique ideas, emotions, to disentangle, to see those in a different way, to see these as patterns of nature, not any kind of absolute, separate, individual entity. It's like we don't take the, the shape of a, a leaf on a, on a pine tree or a, the petal of a, of a primrose to be who and what we are, that color, that shape, that smell. Similarly, we can look at these memories, these ideas, these feelings, this body, as patterns in nature, as a particularly close and heavily conditioned attachment and identification as the result of birth, identifying with being male, being a certain age, a certain nationality, having a name, a family. But how could those really be anything more than convenient fictions, human agreements? The person is really just a collection of agreements. We call it this way, we hold it this way, we form it this way. One of the most uh, helpful, profound, effective tools for disentangling, for seeing through those habits of identification, is the development of inner listening, using the inner vibration, the inner sound, as a focal point for meditation. For some people this isn't easy to discern, but for some it's something that is accessible, directly knowable. So if this is something that can be accessed as a sound, or as a, f a feeling, a vibration in the body, as a, so as a kind of oscillation of the visual field, whatever sense organ it might dominate in, for most people it's in the realm of hearing, we can use the, the presence of the inner sound, the nada, as a way of developing non-identification, 
non-attachment. A genuine feeling for the suchness of all experience, whether it's a sound, a feeling, an idea, a memory, inside, outside, a shape, a taste. If we develop that inner listening, then we hear a sound and there in the background is the nada, that constant shimmering, ringing, silvery sound in the background. We see a visual form, we see the temple, the grass or the sky, the trees, the people. The sound is there in the background. We have a memory. We think of our parents or the house where we grew up. There is the sound in the background, this vibration, beginningless, endless, ever-present. So if we develop this inner listening, it has a unifying quality. The suchness of a pleasant feeling, the suchness of a painful feeling. The suchness of a color we like, the suchness, the suchness of a color we don't like. Being close to someone that is a friend, someone that we know, being close to someone that we don't know, isn't a friend, don't know what their name is. So to develop this inner listening, focusing on the nada, helps to unify the whole field of sensory perception. The one way of talking about this is to See it as equanimity based on diversity, an evenness of heart, an evenness of attitude in the face of a lot of different things, sight, sound, smell, taste, touch, thought, imagination, memory, mood, liking, disliking, regret, excitement, doubt, fear, lust, boredom, sleepiness, whatever it might be. There's a diversity of perceptions through eye, ear, nose, tongue, body, mind. But that sound, that vibration, is there surrounding, encompassing all of it, permeating all of it. So it evokes that quality of, of evenness of mind, evenness of attitude in the face of great diversity. So there's a unifying, a balancing quality. The heart is open to that suchness, ta-ta-ta. Whether it's liked or disliked or whether there's neutral feeling. Most of our life is neither liking or disliking. It's adukha masukha, neutral feeling. When we develop this inner listening, disentangling, notice the effect of that. It's not a flattening of the emotion or a numbing, but rather a, a spaciousness, an inner capacity, limitless, 
heart focuses on, appreciates the suchness, that tatata of all experience. Rather than getting lost in the detail of this is inside, this is outside, I like, I don't like, this is mine, this is yours, I approve, I disapprove. Not getting lost in the detail, it focuses instead, appreciates, attunes to the suchness of all experience. It's this way. Lumpur Sumato's reflections on this is the way it is, it's this way, it's like this. These are all pointing to that quality of suchness. Here it is, it's this way. Not dwelling on liking or disliking, familiar or unfamiliar, neutral. Here it is, it's exactly this way. So that openness, that evenness of attitude, this is a doorway to the, the realization of Dhamma itself. These qualities of the inner sound, the nada, it's a sensory perception, it's a sound or a vibration that we feel through the sense organs of the body. It's a sense object, it's not exalted special in and of itself, but it's a sense object that has qualities that evoke the attributes of Dhamma itself. Sanditiko, ever-present, apparent here and now. Never seems to have a beginning or an ending. If you turn your attention to it, it's already going. I've been listening to this inner sound for more than 40 years, I've never heard it begin or end. You either pay attention to it and there it is, or turn the attention away, or the attention gets distracted and the mind doesn't notice it, but I've never heard it just come to a stop or start from nothing. So it evokes that quality of ever-presentness, sanditiko, Akaliko, timeless, in the same way. It's always here. It's this moment. Akaliko, timelessness, isn't just like a very, very short period of time. It's that dimension of being which is unlimited by time, not affected or bound by time. So similarly, it's a sensory quality, the inner sound, but it evokes that akaliko attribute of Dhamma. Not defined in time. Ehipasiko, encouraging investigation. The more you pay attention to it, the easier it is to notice. If you concentrate on it, it increases the level of arousal, the brightness of the mind, it energizes the mind. So the more you pay attention to it, the easier it is to pay attention. The brighter the mind is, the more vitalized, energetic the system is. It's more feeling of the energies in the body, the prana, the chi moving through the body is seemingly increased, amplified, by focusing on 
this inner sound. It encourages investigation. Ehi pasiko, come and see. Opanaiko, leading inwards. So just as we can look around at the temple or the landscape, the sky, the clouds, the stars at night, the moon, listening to the inner sound, it's helping the recognition that even though the eye might be seeing the stars and the moon and the sky, looking over the landscape of Hertfordshire, this is a mental event. It's happening here. Eye consciousness, ear consciousness, nose, tongue, body. It's a mental event. Leading inwards is a way of describing that sense of recognizing the world happens here. Everything we've ever known about the world has happened through the agency of this mind. Eye consciousness, ear consciousness, nose, body, tongue, mind consciousness. Everything we've ever known about the world from even before our birth has been known through the agency of this mind, these senses. The world happens here, is known here. So when we say leading inward, it's not a matter of shutting our, our eyes and not looking at the landscape or the people around us. It's recognizing The world is the world of our experience. This is our mind's representation of the world. That's what we know. It's an inner experience. So listening to the, the nada sound, the inner sound, supports that recognition. I'm not seeing the world. I'm seeing this mind's version of the world. It's an inner event. to be seen by each wise person for themselves. We can pay attention to the inner sound or not. We might feel, I can never hear this thing, this is totally pointless, this doesn't relate to me. Okay, it's not, if that point of access is not available, that's the way it is. Even if we can hear it, we might feel, I don't like that. It doesn't help me as a meditation. I just find that sound annoying. It's just irritating. I prefer to ignore it. Okay. It's just a particular skillful means that can be used. But if it is usable, it can be used. It can be a source of wisdom. It can be something that symbolizes and is a, a door opening up to the realization of Dhamma itself. Realization of the very nature of this heart, this mind, this being. So some other doorway might be a, a, a more effective entry point Mindfulness of breathing or walking meditation, different avenues of exploration, for sure. But if this is a, a skillful means that we find we can use, 
then it's up to us to to put it to work. Pachatang viditavo vinyui. To be noticed, to be used by each wise person for themselves. If there is that interest, that motivation to wake up, to liberate the heart from its delusions and its its dukkha, then this is a, a skillful means, a tool that can be used. If we don't want to wake up, if we want to fill our mind with with anxieties, with plans, with opinions, with responsibilities, busyness of various kinds, we can do that. And the Buddha said the Dhamma is to be realized by each person for themselves. If there is no interest or motivation to realize it, if the mind wants to get busy with success and failure in the world, Worldly activities, worldly goals, worldly values, okay. It's up to each individual. But if the heart recognizes the value of liberation, the value of attunement to reality, then this is a skillful means that can be used to awaken that, to employ that, to actualize that bring that realization into being. And as with all methods, it's not just a matter of applying the method, but the last thing to recollect is, what's the effect of having applied the method? If we open the heart to this inner sound, listening, using it in these various ways, What's the result? The sound is not vijaya itself, it's not knowing itself. It's not the Dhamma itself. It's a skillful means, it's a tool whereby those qualities of knowing can be supported. Those qualities of the Dhamma can be realized, can be embodied. So when that tool is employed, notice the effect of it. The method is one thing, the results of applying the method is another. Notice those results, be guided by that. <laughs> 